Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. In the words of Bill Michaels, how are we looking today, Wisconsin? How are we looking? <laughs> This portion of the cro- of the yeah. uh, cutting edge outdoors brought to you by our friends over there at Cousin Subs. <laughs> yeah, go get, you, go get yourself a Cubano pepperoni <laughs> milk, yeah. extra cheese, extra mayo. Oh yeah, that's our that's our buddy Cousin Bill. Subs. Oh, no, that's Bill no, Michaels. No, no. Yeah. yeah, Bill Michaels. Anyway, I, uh, how are we looking at? Anyway, we we come to you every Saturday morning, folks, from six to eight a.m. So if you're not up. That early? Hey, give it a shot. What the heck? What do you got to lose? Anyway, <laughs> you can always get in touch with us a couple of ways. You can call us at 414-799-1250 or email us live at ceoguys or at yahoo.com. send us a nice Hallmark greeting card. You sure you can that'd always be, do that? That'd be sweet. And uh, he's Dan Bush. Nice. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie on the boards. Danny, we got an email. With a cupcake. We got an email. Or two. What? This is from Richard. It Richard, says, King Richard. Why did the elephant quit smoking? Oh, God. Now we got jokes. He couldn't fit his butt in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Yep, CEO guys at yahoo.com. <laughs> That's what we get. Now, now, folks, if, if there's a lake, because I know we've had people ask, hey, how come you don't talk about this lake or that lake? If there's a lake, <coughs> excuse me, that you'd like us to talk about and discuss a little bit, just give us a call at 799-1250 or email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com, and we'll discuss Like I remember a while back a guy complaining that we didn't talk enough about Nagawika Lake, which is a great lake. It's a good lake, good fishing, a lot of different fish, but, you know, we did talk about it after he called, you know, or emailed us, whatever. Well, it's interesting that uh, you bring that up, Tom, because yeah. right here in my hand... Pull this out of the Durkee's mailbag here. Oh, yeah. Here. That's, all, that's a good book. This is the Sportsman Southern Wisconsin Fishing Map Guide. It's got all these lakes. So my plan was to go through these lakes and ask you, Tom Neubauer, what you knew, just to see how many of these lakes you've been on and would know something about. Because you've been on most. I've been on a lot of all them. All of but, them. But not all of them. No way. Okay, here we go. Rome Mill Pond. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Ice really? fish there. Almost fell through the ice, as a matter of fact. Yeah, really? it's out by Sullivan. Okay. And, uh, but actually, it's very shallow, very weedy. Pass your grasses. Uh, not, not, uh, not, not the greatest fishing spot. That's why most guys fish it in the, in the wintertime. It says know. 104 acres, Yeah. 3.1 miles. 
and it says largemouth bass and northern pike. Well, we caught crappies and bluegills. Oh, oh, wait, that's what it was. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong part here. Well, yeah, so it says it's got largemouth bass, bluegill, some yellow perch, some pumpkin seed, yellow bullhead, and Mm -hmm. it does smallmouth bass, crappie. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you were there for crappies. Crappies and bluegills, wintertime, ice fish. When I used to ice fish. Uh, Okay, school section lake. Oh, yeah, another shallow lake. They dredged that lake. A friend of mine had a cottage out there. Uh, We caught, uh, eh, you know, small pike, some bass. They got some better fish now, a lot of panfish, and they got some bass. It's out there by uh, Highway Z. I forget the name of it. I went there with Ron Johnson, Bass Pro Ron Johnson, back when he and I were roommates years ago. Yeah. And he took me out there, and he was, uh, we were throwing rapalas yeah. and twitching rapalas sure. along the shallow weeds. It yeah. was, like you it's, said, three it, feet deep. It's shallow. And, and we caught a bunch of bass, yeah. nothing big, right. but it was fun. They dredged out, uh, yeah, they, a number and, of years ago, they dredged out one end of it, made it deeper. Seems to me when we were out there, they actually had a big dredge thing going out there at And the they've probably been doing it for years. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We got a caller there. No. no. Uh, we did. We got disconnected. How about Pretty Lake? Oh, yeah, Pretty Lake. That's over there by, uh, what the heck is the name of that town off of, on Highway 11? Uh, I can't remember. Pretty. By Burlington area. Burlington. Yeah. I was on there many, many, many years ago. I don't uh, remember much about it. <laughs> again, again, that's only a 54-acre yeah, one. Yeah, small lake. Small lake. And once again, pursuing panfish then? Mm. Oh, bass too. There's bass in there. Yeah? Yeah, there's bass in there. Okay, so, man, you have hit a lot of... How about Ottawa Lake? No. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the one that's off of Highway 67? Yes. Yeah, I might have been on that, but I forgot everything about it. But I think I might have. It's in in the Kettle Moraine yeah, State the, Forest. Yeah. You know, there was a time, Danny, that one of my friends and I, what we would do is we, we'd look at a map, okay, or a... I don't think this book was out then. Mm-hmm. We'd look at a map and say, oh, look, there's a lake there. Let's, let's go, go there. Ch- let's go there and just check it out, you know? So I don't remember much about it. I don't know. Here's, there's no a thing. river called the Scuppernong. Scuppernong Creek. It says Scupper- river here, but well, it's, it's probably more like a creek. Yeah, Scuppernong Creek. Well, you can get a kayak up and down. What's it. in that Scuppernong Creek? All kinds of little stuff, but it leads into a couple of small whoa, lakes. Whoa, hey, 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 get this. <laughs> uh, Ottawa Lake. You know what they 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 stock is they stock both brown trout and rainbow trout in there. Oh, do they? Now this book, it's got 08 is the latest that goes to a rainbow trout. I think in 08 is when my brother gave me this book. Mm-hmm. So that means that the old Scuppernong Creek at the Probably right time might some. have some trout. Sure. sure, that might be a a sleeper place to go. Yeah, that might be. And I think the only way you're going to fish that is with a kayak or a canoe. Also, it uh, they did stock some northern pike. Every looks like every three four years they. So if there's pike in there, and if there's trout in there for those pike to eat, that might be a sleeper spot to get a giant north northern pike chowing down on all those trout. Now the only uh, drawback is it's only sixteen feet deep, but if it were spring fed. Perhaps then it could have that cold water for the big pike. Yeah, it might. Be a fun little lake to investigate. We got a yeah. caller again? No. Okay. What, is he just talking to friends over there? I mean, people you know, you're call- working right now, pal. People, keep- You're on our dime. Listen, <laughs> so let's not sit there and be, you know, 
texting Aunt Ruth. Yeah, me, me and the girlfriends were just chatting there. No, I keep getting people calling me in now with like bad dad jokes about elephants. In. Oh, really? They just call <laughs> and tell me a joke and then hang up. This is my life now, Tom. Uh, we're on elephants. Blame, it's your fault. Blame, blame Danny for that. Here's, speaking of old girlfriends, how about Lulu? Oh, yeah. Lulu Lake. Lulu Lake, yeah. Who can forget Lulu? God, that's all. That's uh, across from Lake night, Beulah, I think. It was a doozy. Yeah, I think Lulu. that's across from Lake Beulah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's actually from Eagle Springs Lake, yeah, I guess. They've was, got a yeah. connection that goes in there. Rock bass, bluegill, largemouth bass, warmmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. Lulu Lake is deep. It gets uh, 40 feet deep. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't remember being on that one. Never I nice, might have been, but I nice don't remember. Nice weed edge. I don't. You would think there could be some big, uh, some big pike. Yeah. Have you ever been up near a tomahawk area? Oh yeah. Have lots. you ever fished like Lake Nokomis, Mohawks yes. up there? Yes. What's your favorite? Uh, well, on <laughs> Mohawks in it, I can tell you a story about how I almost killed a guy from Illinois there. We were in a boat together fishing a tournament on Mohawks and. and uh, I decided to take a shortcut at the day of the tournament because we pre-fished. I pre-fished the lake, and in order to get to where I wanted to go, you'd have to go way around these islands, okay, to get to where I wanted to go. But if you took the shortcut, you went through a stump field, two feet of water, three feet of water yep. stump field. Yep. I went right through that sucker, <laughs> and as I'm going through it, the boat, I'm going wide open, and all of a sudden the boat just goes whoop, up on its side about about a thirty degree angle. Just I, I went over a one side of the boat went over a stump and yep. just went up and then yep. back down again. And I went, oh my god, that was close. It was an old logging river. They're still it's, there. It's yeah, all over the place. They yeah. just used to and dump these. What's stumps. the name of the dam? That's uh, there's a name of a dam when you go through that stump field up the river. There's a dam uh, there. Oh god, I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, yeah, been on a number of those lakes up there. Yeah, yeah. Mohawkson was a pretty good lake. There were fish in it. That's you know? where my family's cottage is. I'm going there yeah. for the fourth. So oh, need some sounds tips. pretty awesome. I don't have much tips to tell you there, except uh, just use a, a wacky style worm and you'll catch bass up the wazoo. <laughs> you catch plenty. Would you say I haven't been paying? Or a white spinner bait. Reading my book over here. A white spinner bait with gold blades. That's the way to go there too. That's a dark stained water too. Tea stained, you know. I mean, it's clean water, no, but it's just that it's, acid, yeah. it's just that tannic acid. Your fingernails yeah. turn orange after like a week there, and I know really? it's, it's cause of uh, not if you spend three straight days in the water, your fingernails and your toenails will turn bright orange. Really? Because of all the pine trees that they have downed in the lake, it turns everything orange. To, it, it'll even fade your bathing suit. My cousin wow. got like a bright blue bathing suit, and after about a month of swimming. Because uh, it's technically the Wisconsin River, Lake yeah, Mohawk, right? Kind of it branches. is. It's a flowage. Type it, area. it turned it like a weird brownish color. Wow! There's so much tannic acid in that water because of all the downed pine How trees. How about that? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's weird. And it wrecks boat boat motors if you don't know where the stumps are. It's, oh yeah, it's well, a scary lake. I found out where a few were, but luckily I didn't hit them with the outboard. <laughs> it is scary hitting a stump when you're going across, and all of a sudden, boom! And all of a sudden, zzz, the motor would come out of the back on your little aluminum boat. Oh, you crap your pants and that. And you, one of the, th- you ever break a pin? Uh, they got the, what, the shear pin in the back that uh, for the prop? Oh, yeah, on the old days, yeah. The old yeah, days, you yeah, break, yeah, so you'd sure. almost have, you could maybe you find a nail or something yep, to replace nail. it with. Yep. You got to find something I remember being enough. in Canada one time and we broke one and one of us put through something in there. But that's why when I had, uh, you know, White Jaw one years ago, my little aluminum boat. I'd always carry a little box with extra shear pins in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I needed I was that. Always for, prepared like a Boy Scout for the electric motor too. 
Because you'd shear that that pin too if you hit certain things. Pin. Yeah, there's there a too. there's a little pin in there too. Yeah. I still have extra pins yeah. in a little box in my boat. You do, yeah. I got a little bit of everything. One oh. one tip I would say is uh, for boaters, I've got two. They're actually plastic tackle boxes slash turned into toolboxes. I've got a hodgepodge arrangement of tools mm-hmm. in there, uh, fuses. Some old spark plugs, nuts, bolts, all kinds of stuff. Like, you you know, you have a, a junk drawer at home. Yeah, where you just yeah. throw. It's basically that. And I can't tell you how many times where something happens and we need a, a little bolt, a nut, a wing, something. Yep, and, I, yep. and I rummage through there and I got something. You know what I would recommend to all boaters? If you have a boat. Duct tape, and you, glue. Well, no, if you travel. Put everything in there. If you take your boat to different places and that have. One extra trailer ball uh, ball bearing for your trailer tires. Right. Have w- at least one in your car. Because they're, generally they, they both don't blow out, right? Right. It's usually just one. And try to find one when you need one. I was coming back from uh, Walker, Minnesota, from Leech Lake one time. I'm coming back, and in the middle of nowhere, I blow this bearing on the boat. And on the, on the trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what do I do now? You know, so uh, there was a service I called. I, I, so I, was, I, I was lucky that there was a place. Does it seize up, Tom? Is that what happens? And I, it, it quits spinning? I, I how do you, how can you tell that you blew a bearing? The, the, it starts burning. It's smoking. And, and the tire is, uh, it's ready to fall off, it seems like. I mean, it's not going to fall off, but it's making noises and it's smoking the the, the there's uh, the little the little ball bearings are in there and then it's got that little band around them and that and that all just falls apart and the grease is what's smoking you know in there. But don't you need in addition to the bearing got to have some grease and everything? Well, you got to have. You got to kind of put it. Yeah. Repack it. Yeah. You, you got to be there. able to pull the tire off, you know, and repack it. Put the get the old stuff out, you know. But I was lucky that there was a shop in the closest town that actually had one. Oh, was I lucky? Did you do it yourself then? Put yeah. the bearing in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. It's yeah, not that hard to do? No, it's no, it's it's easy to do. It's easy to you do. You just get but, your hands all full of the grease and stuff, But right? I'll tell you, you what, if if you're a person who travels, like like if you go to Canada or you go up north and you're traveling with that boat, have at just one of those extra ball bearings for your trailer tires. Have one with you now, like just in case. Me, I've got a 2005 trailer, and it had the newfangled ones where you have the 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 oil or whatever that the you grease add, yeah the, you can the, see the level of it yeah you can but, see uh, the level. bearing buddies bearing it's bearing uh it's clear plastic yeah, and they're called bearing buddies I, and i haven't had to add or do no. anything since you're supposed to look at it and see when it starts turning milky then water's getting in there yeah but what you know i've got that thing where you just oh, yeah yeah it's a little you just put it it's a little zerk fitting you know okay and you just you got a little thing, thing. is there a special grease special yeah. oil it it's looks a, more it's liquid. a earth it's a grease it's not an oil it's a grease and uh yeah it's ball bearing grease i'll yeah. have to have you look at yeah. mine and show me i'll just I'll, and and so i'd have I'll bring that it and, out and we'll give it a few squirts of put some new grease in there well there we go that's a plan. Got that figured we out. we got to go to break here at uh, 7.15 in the what? morning. Gentlemen, may I throw us to break this one time? I have something to tease. Okay. Okay. Coming Good. up after the break, if you missed last week's episode of the Cutting Edge Outdoors, we're going to have a special recap coming up for you out of this next break. So stay tuned. Special, re- special recap of last week's episode of Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back here, 12.50 a.m., 105.7 FM, The Fan. Last week on the Cutting Edge Outdoors show... 
Things got intimate between Bushy and Tom. Don't touch it. Don't play with it. Don't <laughs> touch my thing there. <laughs> Let me play with it. No, it's not to be tinkered with. Can I put my finger no, in there? No, don't touch nothing. <laughs> don't mess with it. Bushy getting mad at me for touching his trigger. Any of you more. touch me or my stuff, I'll kill you. Can I touch these? Can yeah. I touch them? Touch it. Sure, pull them out. Fondle them. <laughs> Didn't we really say all that stuff? So that's when I had my uh, Ruger BX-22 trigger for replacement to put in my 22 rifle. And it's in the package, and he's poking his fingers in there, <laughs> trying to push buttons and stuff. You don't mess with something. <laughs> it was for you to look at. The best part is Not he goes. Play with. The best part is he goes. This is a replacement trigger for my Ruger 1022. And Tom goes, "Do you own a Ruger 1022?" And Bushy goes, "No, I bought a replacement trigger for a rifle I don't have." And I said, "I thought you bought it for me. I have one." Okay. What do you got in your as, hand as now? As soon Bushy. as you use the word oh. fondle, you knew that was getting recut into something. You knew that. So, oh, here's what I got, buddy. See this thing here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is yeah. that a Geiger counter or what? I don't know. <laughs> That's not a sex toy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Does kind of look. <laughs> this is a Lyman. <laughs> what is that? This is a Lyman trigger pull thing. I remember. Oh yeah, we were talking and, about and that. I, yeah, and you yeah. hit the button. And it's 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 kind of like a. In fact, some people yeah. have even used fish scales to yeah. check a trigger pull. Sure, yeah. But this is more exact. Yeah. So you put this on the trigger. Right. And you, you pull, pull, and as soon as it breaks, it freezes at that point. Right. Yeah. And you can find your trigger pull. Okay. So I brought this because you wanted to check your trigger pull on your uh, ten twenty two, which I told you is between five, probably closer to six pounds. You think it's okay. all good and stuff. There's all kinds of creep in there. It's not good. You need okay. a nice, clean, crisp trigger pull. Okay. So, Is that why I was missing those squirrels? No, it's because you suck as a shot. <laughs> so go get your rifle and let's check it. Where's your 1022? It's at home. What, what do you think? I keep What's, it in my car? Yeah, just why not? carry it why right not into it? the studio. Hey, man, why can't this be like Texas and Missouri? When I was in Missouri, there were guys that would drive around with rifles and shotguns yeah. in the back of their window. Yeah. Do you see you don't and down come, south in Texas, in I Texas, think they do that all, all the over time. The place, well, yeah. it's, it's corporate policy. You don't walk in the front door here, do you? You come through the side there's a big sign on the front door that oh, says we've only no been weapons here allowed on premises. No weapons. We've been here twelve years and yeah. Thir um, thirteen years. Thirteen. Um, yeah, thirteen years. Weapons out well what if a guy had his deer rifle in the trunk of his car out there in the parking lot? Well that's okay out there. Well it's on premises. Well, I think it's within building. Yeah, I well, think it's in. Is the a web. First of all, um, why well, not just? What does it say? No weapons allowed. It's a fight. Why do we what? have to call a firearm a weapon? Yeah. I've never once used my firearm as a weapon. Right. I've used it for harvesting games. So right, right. away we got to call it a weapon. What if I came in with a you short know, baseball right bat? Right away, that's a but weapon. That, that's a weapon. So, Can't have a baseball so, bat. Oh, maybe that's why they're calling them weapons because. They don't want to uh, exclude. Well, you and all those knives you walk around with in your pocket, you're probably carrying a weapon right now. Probably. But didn't I, you read the sign? No, I didn't come in well, that door. Well, you can't door. even be in here. <laughs> I didn't come in that door. 
We're going to have to kick you out. I can look at you through the window. You, know, it, it, you there, can be out there having a smoke looking forlorn in the parking lot. There was a the time guy when every rain, man had a, right pack, had a pocket knife. Well, yeah, I had my Cubs, every man Cub had Scouts. One. When I joined Cub Scouts, Everybody, I had my Cub even Scout kids had pocket knife. Yeah. I'd be sitting in third grade. Yeah, be behind uh, Mary Lardnoy, and I'd be opening my pocket knife. And uh, how do you, know. you remember these names from third grade? <laughs> I'm a genius, eh? <laughs> Must be. Oh man, actually, she was kind of chunky, and we made fun of her. We were mean in third grade. Uh, Her nickname was Lead Bottom. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> bushy, bushy, bushy. Third grade. Hey, you can't be so, angry at somebody for third grade. But then I learned better. My parents learned me better that you don't make fun of anybody. Yeah, send all emails to Bushy. Complain. All complaints go to the Tom Newbauer. In <laughs> yeah, fact, right. he's in charge of all the prize giveaways and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm, right. That's that's the Tom well, let's go back on the lakes again. That was that was a lot of fun. Okay, all these so, different lakes. Around. Okay, so let's hold on. Let me grab your glasses here. Here we go. Trap Lake. Never heard of it. Okay, that's <laughs> right. Never heard of it. Now that is right. Looks like it's right next to uh, Rice Lake, which connects to Whitewater Lake, which connects to Round Lake, which connects to Bass Lake, which connects to the south end of Whitewater Lake. Yeah. Looks like Whitewater Lake has all these little connecting. Well, bays. that one I've been on uh, years ago. I was on it a lot. Yeah, they you, they used to hold a lot of tournaments out there. And then there's another one called Cravath Lake. Nope, never heard of that either. Wasn't that Gladys Cravath? Wasn't she the one on Bewitched that used to always be like the nosy neighbor? Gladys Kravitz. Yes. Oh, this Gladys is Kravitz. Kravitz. Oh, this is Cravath Lake. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's move on to another lake. Um, Blue. Did I mention Blue Spring Lake? Yeah, I've been on that one. As a matter of fact, that one I fished at night. Okay. And what was funny was I launching the boat, they didn't have a dock there, and launching the boat, I fell in the lake and bruised, honest to God, bruised myself from my right hip all the way to my right underarm, all the way down the side of my body bruised it because I fell on the concrete that was there with my arm out and... um Anyway, so my clothes were all soaking wet, so myself and Eric Catlin were out on the lake at night, and, you know, at night it starts to get a little cooler, you know, a little breeze, you know, maybe not much of a breeze, but uh, the thing is, is right. that I was soaking wet, so I took all my clothes off and hung them around the chairs and that, and uh, I was naked, and Eric... <laughs> He pulls out a camera, and he's going to take a picture. I said, Eric, if you don't put that back, you're going in the lake. I swear to God, you'll go right in the lake with your camera. So he put it away, and my clothes dried off and put them back on. So that was about it. You looked like a big white Yeti standing yeah, there. Yeah, a big the, Yeti. Well, thank God nobody could dark. see me because I would have scared like uh, pregnant women would have had uh, early births. So they got... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of nice bass in that lake, too. Which, Blue Spring? Yeah, there's a lot of nice bass in that lake. Yeah. It, it, now, yeah. they've got Blue Spring, and uh, the interesting thing, though, like I said, this book goes to 08. It looks like all they've been stocking is northern pike. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. We didn't catch any of those. We caught bass. But yeah. when they did their sampling in the survey in 05, they caught 163 bass. 115 bluegill, 31 perch, pumpkin seed, and one northern pike. Well, that's why they're stocking all those pike in there. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got Lower Spring Lake, 
which looks like it's pretty close by there. Yeah, it is, but I've never been on that Never one. been on that no, one? No. Okay. And then finally, the uh, Rome Mill Pond. Oh, yeah, that's in, we talked about that. We did talk yeah. about that yeah. one. Okay. So, yeah. But, you know, this one friend of mine and I, uh, years ago, what we would do is we, we like the Boulder Junction area. Yeah. So we would go up there and we'd have a map. You know, you remember the maps? They would show you all the different lakes in the area. I don't know if we got it from the Chamber of Commerce or what it was. Right. But we would we would just drive and say, oh, here's a lake coming up on this highway here. Let's go check. And we'd go on that lake for about maybe a couple, two, three, four hours, whatever. Okay. And then, then we'd load up and say, okay, here's this lake. And we'd go to another lake and we'd do the same thing. And we would do that for a week and we'd go up on weekends and do that. And, uh, you, you know, I don't remember half of the lakes that we've been on up there, but we hit a lot of lakes. Some of them we caught fish on, some we didn't. But it's always fun and interesting. As a matter of fact, Danny, right now, the most interesting thing I find about fishing mm-hmm. is going to a lake I've never been to before, having a lake map, having all my equipment with me, having a good locator, you know, and going out and finding the fish, you know, on a lake I've never been to before. I find that the most enjoyable thing, you know, because you're, you're learning, you're thinking, you know, and then when you succeed, if you, you just feel good about yourself, you know, I just like, I like that part. Well, that. let me tell you about that. Tom uh, is, is going to tell you about my fishing experience this week. I, uh, uh, I don't know, in 1994, my buddy Tim Coleman got married and I went down to, uh, Fort Walton beach, Florida. I was best man in the wedding and I had to give the wedding toast and I, I, I made the mistake of saying, and someday when you guys have kids, I'll have you up and take you out fishing. Uh-oh. I've been, I've been held to that ever since. But actually, you know what? I, I like taking him fishing, and he's got a daughter who's like 16. And he doesn't hunt or fish or shoot, but mm-hmm. she wants to do that when she comes up here. So I took her out. We went to McMiller, and believe it or not, uh, she shot, first time shooting a centerfire rifle, she shot a four-shot, three-quarter-inch group at 100 yards. Wow. With my 243. Right. Now, I got a custom trigger that breaks at about two and a half pounds on there. And you said you got I, those low-recoil bullets. And I ordered, and then I ordered the special recoil pad and put it on. I put a limb saver mm-hmm. recoil pad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting. The low recoil were 87 grain versus my 95 grain hopped-up loads. The point of impact was exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she enjoyed it. And she enjoyed it. And then we wanted to go fishing. Now, I thought, well, do you try musky fishing where they catch a whole lot of nothing? Well, you know, Tim says to me, he says, you know, she's going to want to catch fish. So I said, well, let's troll a little bit. So I did some of my super deluxe musky trolling out there and promptly caught two two pike, one right after another. Good. Nice size ones? Yeah, one was 28 inches and the other was smaller. But still, it was a fish, yeah, right? right? And they've never yeah. caught northern pike before. Yeah. yeah, so a line going, zee, ee, 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 getting yeah. a rip is exciting. Um, then we went to try and do a little, uh, I had I had got a couple dozen, uh, uh, what did I get? Minnows, I had, yeah. fat, I had fatheads, I had this, I had every kind of minnow there was filling. And then I bought two dozen night crawlers. And we were fishing with a little bit of everything and not catching much of anything and Finally, it's kind of like you said, discovering, finding a spot on a new lake because no Pewaukee's not new to me, but I'm just out there musky fishing. I'm not out there ham and egging fishing, right. just fishing for whatever. Yeah. But the last spot we pulled into and chucked out some night crawlers, first fish was a big crappie, then a big pumpkin seed, 
then a um, uh, what's the bass with the red eye on oh, it? Oh, rock bass. We got a rock bass. Then we got a regular bluegill, another bluegill, another pumpkin seed, a bass, and one after another. Yeah. And what the the easiest way. You know, someone wrote a book one time, Lunkers Love Nightcrawlers, right? Right, yeah. Just go with the nightcrawler yeah. and put the whole nightcrawler on and either on a little hook and maybe with a little split shot, 12, mm-hmm. 13 inches up, tiny mm-hmm. one or two. And the other one was just a little jig head with the, with the nightcrawler and just chuck it on out and let it sink on down and then just wind up a little bit, let it sink and just kind of work it yeah. through the weeds. And uh, so... My uh, buddy's kid, she just caught a fish. I put a night crawler on. My buddy Tim, he, he goes, hey, uh, I need you to help me unhook this pumpkin seed back here. So I had her rod in my hand, and I just chucked the cast out and laid the rod down. And I go back to, uh, you know, help him out unhook. And all of a sudden, I hear them, you know, say, grab it, whatever. The rod just about went overboard. Mm-hmm. She grabs it. She's fighting the drags just going out, and I don't have, you know, I got your basic ham and egg stuff. Sure. I got a $20 rod and a cheap old spinning yeah. reel with maybe 20-year-old eight-pound line. So the drag is going. She's fighting it, fighting it. I see it. I'm like, holy cow, that's a nice bass. 20 inches on the board. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Good and for her. On the digital scale, just a hair under five pounds. Good for what her. A that thing had a mouth. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah. Wow. Just on a night crawler along the shoreline. So now I got my secret spot out there. I can you got a secret spot. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. All right, then. Because you're a creep, and you'll go out there and beat it up. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie will take your calls at 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Outdoors. She's just a devil woman with evil on her mind. Beware the devil woman. She's gonna get you. She's just a devil woman with evil on her mind. Beware the devil woman. She's gonna get you from behind. I can't hit that high note. <clears throat> well, it's a little early in the morning. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Yeah, well, I was taking a phone call off the air. One of our listeners wanted to know where to get on a certain lake and what to do, whatever. Yeah, Tom, yeah. you're greatly learned and knowledgeable. Uh, I've just been, you know, I've been fortunate in my life to be able to, you know, do a lot of things in the fishing world, you know, fish a lot, go to a lot of different lakes. Not everybody can do that, and I was just fortunate to be able to do that. Now, you know, I'm so. looking at a lake that... You know how sometimes, Tom, you look at a map of a lake, and uh, you know. Speaking of, how many people even look at maps anymore? They got they look on their GPS and their deluxe sonar, and it's got all the maps right there. Yeah, I know. But yeah. having a hard copy map to go along with your sonar, I think, is the way to go. But yep. looking at a lake, you'll see a lake that just has fascinating looking structure and mm-hmm. depth. And I'm looking at one right now, Lake Beulah. Man, I've been on that a lot, 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 lot. Look like it has a lot of deep, deep drops there's down a, to 58 different holes, weed edges. There's like three separate lakes on there. You, you notice how there's like three different structures, types, yeah. three different lake types. Yeah, it's uh, at the very top, it has one that says mill pond in it. That just looks like a big oval. Yeah, that's the much. mill pond. Then you go into mid lake. 
Mid Lake, and then I and there's some they... islands here. Yeah, there's and points. Yeah, oh, a lot of points. There's sandbars, deep... drop offs. I there's... mean, this looks like it's a uh, uh, heaven for structures. Oh, for fish, a lot of structure, a lot of good fish. And as a matter of fact, I forgot to tell you this, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past winter, a guy caught a 45 inch pike on uh, well, Beulah. I believe it because I was. Yeah. You just took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say, looking at the stocking data. Again, this just book goes to 08, but they're 02 brown trout, next year brown trout, next year walleye, then brown trout, northern pike, brown trout, brown trout, northern pike. So if there's trout in there, that means that there's got to be that cold water for the, and that means big northern pike can grow big. Now, a lot the, of weeds was looks this like. stocking after 2008? Uh, this is prior. Prior? Up to 2000. So it has, it lists from 02 to 08. Yeah. I've never caught a brown trout out there. Ever in my life. Never caught a walleye out there. But I only went out there for bass. That's the only thing I ever fished for Well, out this there. goes up to 08, and they released yeah. 8,340 of them. So. Yeah. Now, they got a special size limit out there. You got to throw back bass that are between 12 inches and 6. Well, you can keep them once they hit 16 inches. So basically, from 12 inches to 15.999 inches, you got to put back. So here's what it says on the fishing information. Uh, and I think they get some of this information typically from local bait shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it says, there are some walleye worth targeting and maybe even some trout, although not many people fish for them. So why are they planting thousands I, of trout if nobody's fishing? Are they I, just I, trying to feed the pike? I, I don't understand that. Why would you put... I mean, and that lake is full of... Like bluegills and crappies and northerns and bass. I mean, it's full of a the, lot of it fish. It says the shallows near the Pickerel Lake Inlet are a good place to try for bass and pike oh, in the spring. There's, oh. Toss crawlers and rubber worms for the bass and spoons or suckers for the northerns. Mm. Stumpy Bay. There's yeah. another Stumpy Bay. That's uh, in between two of the lakes that, that's got stumps in it oh, and yeah, shallow it's got, water. It's got it marked here. It's, it's a good yeah. place to go for gills and uh, bass during well, the summer. Actually, Gills during the spawn, bass in the summer. Bass, I, there's a lot of little bays on that lake, and bass are in every one of them. Every one of them. They're all over the well, place. When you're, you're right about, it says uh, there's a slot limit for, for bass. All yeah. bass between 12 inches and 16 inches yeah. must be released immediately. Yeah. yeah. And I years ago, we fished several tournaments out there where you, you could bring in bass that were under 12 inches. <laughs> You know, right. or over 16. So, I mean, basically, you know, you're looking at fish basically over. I think they I think they called it over 16 so, inch, whatever. I, I do not understand the reasoning for that bass limit. I don't you got understand all these other either. You got all well, these other lakes, and it's you, typically pretty simple, yeah. you know. You know what, Danny? That's another one. I mean, and I'm not picking on a DNR, but that's well, another one of those. Okay, got them going That again. was another one of those. 10-year studies, all right? Let's do this slot, 12 to 16 inches, go back. We're going to do a 10-year study. That study's been going on for 30, 40 years. Whatever happened to a 10-year study? I thought 10 That's years is 10 years. That's an actual 10-year. Yeah, well, my Well, maybe goodness. the guy who started the study's dead now. Probably. It's just the same thing on Lake Lebeau. He same. didn't realize that it's... Yeah. Hey, you know, 10 years is up. Yeah. It's time to, yeah. uh, time to evaluate stop. our study. Same thing on Lake LaBelle. They had that walleye study, a 10-year study. Well, it's uh, not a study then. No, I know. Because they're After not studying ten, it. They're not evaluating it. It was nothing. Exactly. They just At, did it. They've been they've been having that goofy size. It's like me in college. Limit. I'd always forget to study. Yeah. 
that they've been having that goofy size limit out on Lake LaBelle for the last 30 years, but it was supposed to be – oh, Browns Lake. There's another one. They got a 16-inch size limit Wait on Browns second. Lake. They changed LaBelle. Well, yeah, it's now it's 28 in. inches. Before it and they was might 20 change inches. That. They might change that again. Yeah, but, they, they might be going to a slot limit. But this but, Lake hey, Beulah one must be for a long time. Because yes. if this was, oh, yes. this was published, I'm guessing, 2008, oh, and it, it said there's currently – it doesn't even say a study. It just says that there's currently a slot limit. So it had to be going on before oh. that. And this is 2019. It's been going since the early 90s or maybe even the late 80s. It's been going so on Well, maybe forever. you can write a letter to the DNR oh, maybe and say, before that. hey, how about finishing that study? Yeah. Well, they do the same thing on Browns. Browns Lake over by Burlington. Yeah, they, been they, on it. They got a 16-inch size limit. That was another 10-year study. study. And it's been going on for 30, 40 oh, years. Study. It's like, you know, you can go to Browns Lake and have a lot of fun, catch a lot of bass. I would recommend people go to Browns Lake, catch a lot of bass. But it would be rare if you caught one over 16 inches. But you're going to catch a lot of those 12 to 15-inch bass. You'll have a lot of fun doing it. Kind of like Democrats and raising t- taxes. They don't. They Once it's in there, it's in there. They never study it later to see if we got to lower it. It's implemented. Same thing with these, quote, studies. Yeah, studies. That size limit's in there, and it's in there. All right, 799-1250 is the phone number. It's CEO guys at yahoo.com. I'm going to turn off my computer anyway, but uh, well, I'll answer you if you write during the week. But anyway, we'll be right back with try more. try calling him. He never picks I up. I don't know. But we got a phone call now. We'll take that. Seven, uh, what am I doing now? It's a wrong number, Skipper probably. Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. Uh, we always want to take the time to thank our listeners. We've got a lot of friends and family and foes and enemies and all kinds of people that listen every Saturday religiously. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank we the police, police officers out there keeping us safe, uh, first responders, service people, people in the healthcare industry. And everybody out there working hard for a living. Yeah, like us. You don't work too hard. Tom. No, I don't. You look pretty. <laughs> I don't work too pretty hard. Pretty relaxed. Uh, we got a somebody on the line right now, Nick. No, no I don't Nick, think so. Nick says so, no. It's, so, I think it's one of his girlfriends on the line. Yeah, and there he is. Once put, he put once her again, on hold. Once again, he's on our. He's on the. On the clock here and uh, <laughs> talking to his girlfriends. So how I was going to ask you about a couple other lakes here, yeah. Army Lake. Oh, I don't think I, God, I don't know if I've been on that one or not. I don't think so. It's like a tiny little lake. Yeah, a little lake off of Uh, Highway 11, is it? I don't know. I think so. How about Potters? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Been on Potters. You have been on Potters. That's a good lake. Bass, bluegill, crappie, northerns. Yeah, that's a nice little lake. How many acres is that lake, does it say? Does it say? Pass me your glasses and I'll tell you. I put them away already. Glasses away. Now I got to hold this thing (laughs) out. Arms. Do you want them? I'll get them out. <laughs> Surface area. 157 acres. Oh, okay. It's a little bit bigger than what I thought. Yeah, a little bit bigger than what I thought. No, that's a nice little lake. Yeah, I've been on that. Yeah. You've been on oh, that? Oh, I got something to tell you, Danny. What? My son, Nick. Yeah. He's coming back, I don't know, today or tomorrow. From where? Florida. Oh, I didn't he know sent, he was gone. He sent me a photo. 
he caught himself about a six-foot shark. Really? <laughs> yeah. I should pull it up for you to show you. But anyway, we got a caller. Let's let's take the caller. Oh, we got a caller. Got Al in Oconomowoc. Oh, hey, good morning, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, it's, it's Al Shook. You should tell our producer who it is. Now, I, I mean, Tom, I know. What? I knew it was Al Shook. Oh, why didn't I you mean, say something? I know because, who Al was. I mean, what other Al? Well, you never know. It could Big be a Al different Samson? Al. Samson? Could the be DC another Al. sportscaster from Green Bay? No. It's oh, let, Al. Let Mr. Shook speak. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, We're arguing. My gout's been giving me some problems. I thought you were going to start screaming about the North Lake launch again. Oh, no. You, you didn't say the North Lake launch. Just don't say that word. Go, go. I, didn't, I didn't mention it at all. Okay, all right. good. All right. But... Uh, I tried to get a hold of you guys last week when I was on my way back from Vermillion. Yeah, oh, yeah. Driving through the Iron Range, cell coverage isn't that good. So I uh, was up there trying to get some walleye, and I was lucky enough to hit the lake right during the middle of the Mayfly hatch. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's right. <laughs> oh, boy. So I guess you're not dropping any fillets off for me anytime soon there, Al. Uh, no. <laughs> Okay. It was the first time in 25 years that I went up there that I didn't even have a fish fry. Really? Wow. Oh my yeah, goodness! Was, even the guides, the guides were not taking clients Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because the fishing was that bad. So the walleyes are just m- mowing down on all those mayflies, basically. Oh yeah, that's. It, you would go in, you know, we'd go looking up there. They call them sunny instead of bluegills. Yeah. We'd, we'd go into the bays and look for the pencil reeds. And as soon as you turned into a bay with shallow water, all you saw floating on top of the water were mayfly wings. Okay. It was, it was almost like, you know, the sea foam from yep. uh, a lot of waves up on shore. Yep. And uh, the seagulls were fat and stupid. And all the birds were happy. So everything was uh, everything was getting eating well on the mayflies, but uh, oh, we can imagine. Caught a few fish, but you know nothing. Did you uh, right home about? Did you see a lot of? Did you see a lot of musky fishermen, Al? I saw two of them. Um, I went up Saturday on the fourteenth, and I saw the last one on the seventeenth. The guys, my cabin was right next to a public boat launch, and you could hear the guys griping about it when they were bringing their boat in because they have AIS inspectors at all those public launches. And, you know, they're, they're also doing creel surveys and you could hear the guys crying about the fact that there's no fish biting and so on and so forth. But, uh, so it's a beautiful lake, you know, I go up there twice a year and, uh, you know, it just, it just hit it wrong. Everything was so late up there weather wise, just like down here. Right. Well, that's the water temperature was 58, 59 degrees until Tuesday. Oh my God! And warmed wow. up to 65 on Friday when you know it was my last day of fishing. I can see and musky fishing would, musky fishing would be terrible then. Yeah, I mean and, it's that cold. They're not going. And you know to use the old famous line, you look for fish in, in three places: shallow, deep, or in between. And that's where I was all week long. I was anywhere from uh, 48 feet was the deepest I fished, right up to throwing crankbaits on the rocks and bringing it back to the boat. So, gotcha. And leeches, worms, minnows, crankbaits, jigs, anything you could think of, nothing worked. Huh. 
Well, but you gave it a shot. Well, you know what? It's fun. You see good nature. You probably saw a bear to a deer waiting in the shallows. What the heck? I saw I saw a moose for the first time in about 20 years. Whoa. Wow. Um, there was, uh, on last Friday, there was a doe and a fawn swimming across the lake. Yeah. I had to kind of guide the fawn in because every time a wave would hit it, it would turn it around. Yeah. It kind of guided it towards the shore to get it, get it back on land but uh well that's cool he had a good 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 trip there um we yeah. got we're up against the clock here al we're gonna have to get running buddy but uh don't be a stranger swing by Pewaukee sometime yeah, yeah i think i will dan i'll show you my new truck okay. oh thanks for calling right. i see that all thanks right. buddy bye now Take care, bye all right, uh, we got something special to play about elephants. Yeah, being as we've been on the elephant team uh, theme, <laughs> elephant team, yeah, elephant team with the great Tim Conway. Take it away. See, uh, this elephant uh, had this little dwarf trainer, and uh, just used to put a little ballerina skirt on that elephant. <laughs> uh, I go around circling, like that. Thought it was so laughable at the time. There's a rumor going around the circus that that dwarf and the elephant were lovers. The elephant squashed the I don't know whether it's because of the rumor or not, but they're buried together. It's a great big tombstone. All right. That was just a little. Bit. And if you get the whole thing, you can Google. There's another one where he talks about Siamese elephants joined at the trunk and a little <laughs> monkey dancing on it. But if you watch the whole thing, it goes forever because he'd impromptu do this yes. stuff during a skit. And Carol Burnett and the others would just turn their head and try and keep a straight face. And finally, they just put their hands in their face and they just lose it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just rolling. Yeah. Yeah. They were good at that on that show. They would do a lot of impromptu stuff and, and, and people. The other actors would lose it, you know. They oh yeah, yeah. Well, Tim Conway was always cracking up. Call Harvey, that, Harvey the, uh, what's his name? Harvey Corman. Corman. Harvey yeah. Corman. Harvey yeah. Corman couldn't keep a straight face no. around Tim Conway. They call no. that making you break in the business. Great comedians love to make each other break on camera. SNL, yeah. you see that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, when it used to be good. And they didn't have to. They didn't have to swear. <laughs> no. To, it, when uh, it used to be good, I'm telling you. When it used to be SNL used to be good, and then all of a sudden it went away. Hey, Danny. That's all I got for this week, but we're going to have stuff next week. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we will. We okay. will. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, enjoy your 4th of July week, uh, my friends. We'll talk to you on Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.